0: Ted on Peacock is Seth MacFarlane's latest project. Based on the animated titular lead of the movies, which came out in 2012 and 2015, the third installment of the Ted franchise serves as a prequel to the events of the films. On this podcast, we discuss recent installments of a different series every show. To date, that's the 50-minute pilot titled Just Say Yes. It's Monday, January 15th. Welcome to today's episode. Normally, we start this off by introducing the premise of the series that we're reviewing, however, I feel like the show's cold open has that covered. In 1985,
1: little John Bennett wished on a shooting star that his teddy bear would come to life. Magically, it happened. Ted was an instant worldwide phenomenon. But now it's 1993, and like every phenomenon,
0: eventually nobody gives a shit. So did you recognize the voice behind the intro? It's Patrick Stewart, right? No, it's not. They replaced Patrick Stewart. They okay, replaced... but it was him in the movies. You're, you're right. It was. It, and it, was interesting about that is because of Seth MacFarlane loving Star Trek so much, like yeah. him being connected with Stewart. It's actually the co-star of Patrick Stewart from the X-Men franchise, E. Uh, McKellen. Wow. Yes. So so Ian McKellen from Lord of the Rings, also Mm -hmm. right, and from everything. Why? Why did they? Why they switch? Uh, They switched probably because of like scheduling and stuff like that. That's the same reason why Mark Wahlberg couldn't return. I heard. I heard yesterday that Seth MacFarlane
1: did call Mark Wahlberg, and although Mark Wahlberg wished them the best, he still couldn't do it
0: because of a TV series. Why didn't they just make a third film though? Well, why didn't they make a third film? I don't think they were offered one. Universal Peacock came to McFarland after the Orville. I think it's on hiatus right now it's not officially dead or anything Mm -hmm. but it just finished its third season last year we reviewed that we talked about seth MacFarlane there but he was given the opportunity it was like hey how would you like to extend the ted franchise and he's like okay well i'd love to and so they said make it into a tv show and then they even pitched the idea that it could be a sitcom, like multi-camera, that they would set up with some form of an animatronic doll or something. I don't know how they would do it. It would have to be CGI in a way that they did it, like, back in interviews in 2012 yeah. or in the Emmys.
1: right, because I remember I saw, like, Ted... Or Oscars, was it? Ted, yeah. like, the bear, he was shown as the bear on TV, sitting on Jimmy Kimmel's couch, but he yeah. was able to talk to him, and I was like, was this, is that just Seth MacFarlane just with a ton of, like, balls over and
0: him? My... And <laughs> I know what you're talking about, you're talking about like the Andy, uh, no, not Andy Circus, but Andy, uh, how they do motion capture. Yeah, I don't think he was sitting on the couch when they when they did it back then, though. I don't know how they were going to do or thinking about doing the sitcom. But the problem was they greenlit this two years ago, but it was still sort of a speedy turnaround, the casting and all that, getting it out there. And and so uh, the main problem with doing a multi-camera sitcom was that they didn't have time for research and development. Well, it's also like you're starting at a disadvantage. I think a huge problem with this
1: series, and I'm not giving away my opinion yet, but just starting with John, aging him down to high school, Like funny humor from the movie was the fact that John and Ted were both low lives in their mid-30s. Like Mar- Mark Wahlberg was just playing a character that, yeah, was getting he was married, immature, But yeah, very immature. They were doing drugs like the whole entire movie yeah and it's like if you're going to make it it, the movie was wholesome but now you're making it high school and it's
0: almost like you're restricting those characters but it wasn't just that they were like homeless because they didn't have jobs or anything like he still had a life he was getting married in fact i do find it funny how all these recastings occur but they are not like different than from the movies if you remember my Kunis was written out after being such a central role right. in the first film, she was going to marry uh, his character. She the was reason, the heart. She's of the reason the first why film. Ted survived that first film, mm-hmm. and then suddenly, because uh, in real life, Miley Kunis got pregnant, and so her character had to be written off as just a divorcee, and then uh, and John had to fall in love with someone else. Right. It
1: really hit me yesterday that the film is almost twelve years old. The first one, because I saw both in theaters, and I still remember it pretty well. I remember even going to the theater and hearing a five-year-old say that they want to see Ted. But because they think it's (laughs) like because they thought it was going to be like a family movie. But because the poster was just Mark Wahlberg
0: and and the stuffed animal. And they even sold I think this was like a Conan interview back in the day. They had like teddy bears that were being sold that had the tag of like R rated (laughs) so that when you squeezed its paw or something, it said something like dirty. But um, I do find it funny that when you squeeze Ted in the show or in um, the movies. I love you. Yes. the t- Tara Strong is the person who's voicing that. Miss, Miss oh, minutes. wow. They even changed the names of the parents of John at this point. Really? And that's why, and obviously, they had to recast them. And so it's not Maddie and Susan in no, the No, I think movies. it was Stephen Helen in the original. Yes, and so like this could be maybe like a multiverse situation where Ted exists (laughs) in several different realities and this one is close to what we, like they kept the fact that he's from Massachusetts, that he has the Boston accent, um, that he's going through these rough times and that uh, Ted came around I think in 1985 and now it's 1990 what, three? Yeah, it takes place in the 90s. So before we jump into the plot of the episode, because this one is called Just Say Yes, which is a run on Nancy Reagan's uh, dare initiative Mm -hmm. and everything, which actually ended in 2009 so i think you were at the very tail end of dare um (laughs) i don't remember i don't remember did you ever have an officer come into your room and start talking about yeah we did in
1: middle school but i think by that point dare was still being laughed at like i think it was already a joke I
0: think it was a joke when it first started around, but it, was it still called Dare is what I'm asking? I was not before no. or after 2009? It was after 2009. It was after 2009, so you missed Dare. That's that's so weird. <laughs> that makes <laughs> so me feel old. So you feel were old pretty well? Yes, because I had a sixth grade officer who came in there, and he was super cool because he spent the entire time telling us all these stories about these dead bodies he would come across like about this that, lady was, that who was, got was cool by her by a sixth grade classroom yes of course we were he told us a story about how this kid came up to him like a fifth grader and took his gun wait <laughs> from, what at, at the school like he was just having a conversation and the kid thought it would be funny if he snuck up behind the police officer as a fifth grader and just grabbed i his remember gun from- my
1: middle school police officer saying that if a kid did that that they would have to put you down with a taser <laughs> or like an actual gun.
0: The thing was, he was he was obviously upset about it, but he said that was the reason why they had that clip on there so that people can't just pull mm-hmm. the guns away. And so as soon as someone started jerking at that, I think he like elbowed the kid in the face accidentally um his pepper spray also went off during our graduation in sixth grade i remember that they had to clear out the room they had to all the parents had to leave it was it was a fiasco and so yes this is definitely there's room for comedy in the dare element but i don't know how much of this episode is about that well i always thought that ted was a parody on chucky Huh. Because,
1: like, Chucky coming to life, being that no, I, I see it all the kills people.
0: Yeah, yeah, And then there's that R-rated dog film that came out this year, too, that I was thinking oh, about. Oh, like, Pets or, or Strays. Where, Where it's, was. it's almost marketed toward that innocent kid age, but, like, for the grown-up versions of them. Kind the of like sausage,
1: sausage Party or, like, an adult version of Toy Story. Or, like,
0: this new Mickey Mouse uh, <laughs> horror film that's coming out. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I love it when they take the what's supposed to be innocent and just make it outrageous and absurd But did it work? Here I would I'm going to give it passing grade a six out of
1: ten because I do think that the tone and the heart from the films are both in the show mm-hmm. but also I feel like it has a lot of growing pains that it has to get through.
0: So when Maddie makes Ted go to school with John, so the parent of John, says yes, that that's the dad right, and he's played by Scott Scott Grimes. Grimes. I, was, I was glad to see him in from this. the Oroville American Dad, Justified. Band of Brothers, Shameless, you name it. Um, and he's also a great singer, so I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Start singing in one of these episodes. So it
1: was actually Blair's idea. Blair is John's cousin, and she's living with Susan and Maddie. I would say a worse version of almost Back to the Future parents, where it's where Maddie he can be kind of um, he can definitely be like verbally abusive to Susan, Hmm. but it's the it's the nineties. Yeah, so that's okay. (laughs) It's based off of Blair's suggestion because she feels like Ted. Whenever John has to go to school, Ted is just a nuisance and he causes so many problems. In fact, one of my favorite jokes from the episode was in the first ten minutes, while everyone is out of the house during the day, Ted goes in into um, Maddie's closet and pulls out a gun and says, bear arms, (laughs) bear arms. He sets up a a slipping slide and then he shoots the gun off in the uh, front yard and then slips through the slide. Yeah. And and then that ends up, another bullet goes off, breaks the glass and then breaks the TV. This
0: is exactly like the movies then because in the first movie, you remember it was Ted's antics which got him to, where where John's, uh, Milo Kunis' character was basically telling John to kick him out. And also, also, the TV is a straight reference to the fight scene that I looked up after I saw
1: the episode oh, yeah. where the TV falls onto uh, onto Mark Wahlberg's like stomach.
0: Was that the first one or the second one? That was one? the first that one. That was still the first one? It's funny because, yeah, th- those two films sort of blend together in my, in my mind. Um, and, and Liam Neeson doesn't make an appearance. <laughs> I think he's only in the second one. Alright, <laughs> so Ted is making a mess at home. John
1: is at school. Maddie- he's also still inviting hookers over. Again, a reference to the first film. He'd only be like what eight years old at this point i think that ted he's just like already fully
0: formed by the time that he <laughs> by the time that he was i did try to look at life. a picture back to back of him in the movies and i thought they made him a little slimmer like maybe he was just a little i didn't younger. see any difference all right <laughs> that's how? just my assumption. Oh, so yeah. so you don't know how they were able to do ted like how oh, they were able to so the actors said that they were given almost nothing like at the very beginning they were given like a pair of eyeballs on like a stick to look at <laughs> but by the end it was like they took the away when they were actually filming because i guess it's easier to edit in something that's n- not there at all so it is complete cgi so they, yes it's complete cgi but like they they weren't even able to look at anything when they were cast though originally they were all sent life-size versions of the ted doll so that they could hang around it and be comfortable with it even I know they see, weren't even going to be. I don't with
1: see. It. it doesn't even seem like Maddie is that like big a fan of Ted or needs to interact with him too much because the only scenes where we get where is when like the whole entire uh, family is together. Other than that, it's usually just John and Ted well, kind yeah, of ripping off each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then of course when you go to high school, you get the classic things where Ted is making fun of John's bullies. Also, John is in love with someone who is uh, who is in college. Probably the best in the, the show's premise, what I focus on the most in the pilot, is that Ted is trying to get kicked
0: out of school. So he's trying to get caught with drugs, but whatever he does... So he gets always... in trouble at home and they send him to school. It feels like he's uh, in jail at that point. Yes. It does remind me a little bit of that old cartoon where there was that really smart dog that ends up going to school with the cartoon kid. I never <laughs> remember the name of it. But it was on in, like, 2000. I used to watch that all the time, and I don't remember the name. But the dog never tried to get out of
1: school. He loved school. He was like a nerd dog. Well, and the principal of the school even says that Ted is not going to be allowed to leave because she knows that Ted is trying (laughs) to get kicked out of school. But then that's when John comes up with uh, the school has a zero uh, tolerance tolerance for drugs. Uh And, of course, this being the 90s, weed was just kind of becoming a thing that people were really starting to do.
0: I I have a secret to tell you. Weed actually came around a little bit before the 90s. No, I mean, but this
1: was... I mean 90s is when it kind of had like a big rise right there was a big spike mm-hmm. I don't know I wasn't I okay. was only
0: born in the 90s I don't remember them at all Anyways, you're like the cast then, because that was what they were asking. They were like, What do you guys remember from the 90s? And they said, Nothing really. John doesn't remember anything? Well, the thing is, John is actually 26 years old in real life. Oh, wow. He's older than me. He's by a little bit, <laughs> yes. And so he um, he didn't say he remembered anything either, did he? Yeah. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> I, my summary is after Ted accidentally shoots a TV, he attends school with John
1: to get kicked out. Ted tries buying drugs from Blair. That uh, is, again, the cousin of John. And she's supposed
0: to be like pretty straight laced, excited for this drug thing right
1: yeah but she's also having to pay
0: rent at the house which susan doesn't know about huh. um so she reminds me a little bit of like because i, I want to bring in the that 90s show because that 90s show because mm-hmm. that was based in 1995 and i, would say I remember this they is they honestly just, better than that they 90s sho- show. I'm, i wasn't comparing the two in that way yeah. but i, I they shoehorn so many 90s references <laughs> Trying to just throw it in your face all the time, and I felt like, how do you not when you're approaching something like this? I
1: actually didn't get that many '90s references. I mean, there's, there's clothing, a couple posters there's here, the posters, but I
0: guess that so many TV that shows, that
1: so many TV shows focus on the '80s and '90s, especially as of now. Maybe I'm just used to it at yeah, this point. That's fair. But in the end, everyone gets caught. Blair gets caught because she accidentally sold weed to Ted, and then John was able to manipulate Ted into having him do weed, and then, uh, and then when uh, Susan and Blair are talking, it turns out that John and Ted are actually in her closet because Ted still needs weed to get kicked out of school. And then it's just this whole discussion. Blair gets kicked out. And then there was almost this deo kicked sex... Out of kicked out
0: the house kicked out Kicked out of the
1: house. Okay. Yeah, she, she's going to live somewhere else. And then there was almost this deus sex machina box that they just introduced like 40 minutes in. Apparently, Ted, as we saw in the intro, became so famous he was doing late night shows and films that he was going to do a film. With Sylvester Stallone, uh, but it was so bad that they ended up not doing it. Ted got really sad, so Sylvester Stallone doesn't make an appearance, but apparently gave him his Rocky mouth guard. And uh, Maddie, being such a big fan uh, of like the 80s and 70s and Rocky, Ted is like, I'll give you this mouth guard if Blair can stay. And then Blair comes back, and uh, everything is
0: as it was. Have you ever seen F is for Family? Yes, I saw the pilot a long time ago. Maddie sounds a little bit like Bill Bill Burr's Burr's character. character from that. Like, he sounds like he's the begrudging father who will be... Like, he's not he he can be um bribed <laughs> i think, I think my, maybe a little bit malcolm in the middle-ish too where like he's not innocent yes no
1: because the thing about maddie is that he's really dumb and oh, i I, yeah. I don't think i've ever seen scott grimes play dumb before because he plays doctors he plays villains you have to have some tense of some sense of intelligence there but i guess for a comedy when you're just supposed to he must have been in the orville wasn't he or am i remembering yes, of that course wrong no. he, that's where yes. he sings all the time and then also this reminded me of family guy it's definitely Seth MacFarlane humor and if you like his shows I can't
0: imagine you not liking this I called Seth MacFarlane because I begrudgingly respect the hell out of the dude because I remember he was like the uh, first he was the youngest like showrunner or something like that in history Mm -hmm. at like 26 years old when he pitched Family Guy Um, And that family guy was shown right after the Super Bowl. This was all addressed in the Orville where I had my notes all organized. But I I also remember calling him the Amazon of like, eventually you'll find something that you like of his because he's involved (laughs) in so much. However you'd think like how does he have time to do all this stuff with the orville with ted with family guy with american dad with all this all yeah these? yeah and the truth is he came out and said that like he doesn't really do anything but the voices at this point for family guy and that, for but, american dad so he like, just creates it
1: and then he stars in it but he doesn't do well, any of. The, like, i think
0: for the first few seasons he was much more involved like he's he does one thing at a time he's either 100 percent invested in it or he trusts the people who are involved in it and then he goes and does his like voices but like for this he wrote he directed he pitched he show ran he didn't really even have to pitch it but like he, he did everything yeah so really quick peacock
1: t- calls this like an event series and, and the it. only yeah. other event series i remember on peacock was the continental and that was only three episodes so is this just supposed to be one season
0: or do you know if they're trying to go for multiple seasons he, he left the door open basically if this takes off and it's huge like the first movie was the first movie was never really supposed to have a sequel but it was made with a 50 million dollar budget and it became the ninth highest grossing film film of that year. It was that successful? best grossing film for Universal Productions. So that is why Universal Productions came back a decade later and said hey, um, (laughs) you want to do a TV show? Um, So the
1: second movie must have really been, because I know it got bad reviews, got worse reviews than the first one, but also maybe financially
0: did worse? The opening was a financial disappointment. I think they missed what they were projecting by like 10 to 15 million, but overall it still looked like it made more than its budget back. It just not enough to require another film. Um, Mm -hmm. But originally when he first thought of the character Ted, which would have been like a couple decades ago, he wanted to do a TV series then too. Like I, I don't know if it would have been animated, like cartoon animated, like Napoleon anything. Dynamite. I'm so glad
1: that they did not do an animated. I actually had that down as one of my pros because usually whenever movies
0: try to do some type of thing like this, maybe yeah, the CGI is, would be too hard. It's so seven episodes. It's supposedly very expensive because of all the CGI they had yeah. to put into it. A 50-minute pilot for a comedy seems kind of baffling. Way it seems way too scary. long.
1: It was it was way too long. But you have to enjoy the references and. I I feel like enjoy the movie to really enjoy the series. Like they're watching flash Gordon at the very end of it and hitting a bong straight up from the first movie. And also I just like the episodes premise, even though I was saying that you are restricting the characters, Ted going to high school, just seeing him like walking right next to John, just the visual of that is really funny in and of itself as well. It's
0: also interesting how you have like characters who are well-defined in successful franchises later on, like Sheldon from big bang theory years later get cast as kids, like the people who play them Mm -hmm. don't necessarily look or act like their future versions 100 percent. yeah john
1: and, john honestly john does not look like mark Wahlberg, and i'm pretty sure that the differences
0: between the characters are there but, but it's he wasn't such he a said time. he wasn't going to try to imitate mark Wahlberg, which was a good one. idea yeah yeah and it ended up working because i could totally see where they were like i can't believe that they tried to recast this and and it just yeah it also another thing that the show did right
1: was it didn't get too political i remember the second one strangely did have like a political
0: message to it it's fine. This, yeah, the, is the daily, this daily beast loved fun? it They said this anti-PC humor is what they love to see. Oh, well, that's not why I'm talking about it. And then Rolling Stone also found it surprisingly funny. Overall, it has an IMDb rating of 8. But then the bad reviews are more like 67% uh, Rotten Tomato Critics score for 55%, 55% on Metacritic. Um, and then you have IGN saying it's okay. Ebert, IndieWire, Decider were less enthusiastic. So, yeah, oh, no, we'll and, mix. It, and I see where it's coming from with the
1: bad reviews because I don't really understand why we have to follow Blair. She takes up a lot of the 50-minute runtime and she wasn't even in the original films. I, so I don't really understand why they added her. So your
0: favorite character is still Ted, though.
1: Yes, Ted. He, he makes the show. But also not having Mark Wahlberg is such a big... I know. I know that he said that he he was
0: busy, but still. That that does knock it down a few points for me. I don't normally like to just reiterate other people's interviews, but I did happen to catch one where they asked a kind of interesting question that what if Mark Wahlberg agreed to be in like one episode, like kind of a Dean Winchester in the Winchesters, yeah, right. and they kind of do a flashback or flash forward, obviously, of uh, him addressing or, or doing some form of episode. And what they say. It, it, and uh, Seth uh, MacFarlane was like, yeah, it's, a, it's an open possibility. That That would be the way it would have to be done because of how busy this guy's career is. I do feel like also the show
1: is kind of like those terrible SNL movies. I'm having the same feeling of that as I do when I watch the pilot uh, because it felt a little bit like McGruber, Conehead, Superstar, Pat. The basic premise seemed like it was being expanded a little bit bigger than it needed to be. Mm-hmm. I th- I think what I'm trying to say is that I think the show's fine. I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10, but I do find it a little unnecessary. Are you going to watch all seven episodes?
0: I might at some point because right. you're going to get a laugh from the I'm, I'm going to tell you one other thing, because now that he's done with this project, he's obviously on to his next one. And I Already. think his next one. Well, they've been working on this at the same time a little bit. Naked Gun Reboot. You've heard about this? With oh, Liam no. Neeson. Is he, wait, wait, <laughs> yes. wait. What? Yeah. Liam Neeson and Akiva uh, Schaefer from uh, Lonely Island right. is the one who's directing it. So that's <laughs> that's actually going to come out, I think, this year. I think Liam Neeson has come out and said that's for sure coming out this year. <laughs> so that's what's coming down the line for us. We're doing our next podcast on Boy Swallows Universe. I bet you that Liam Neeson was cast because Leslie
1: Nielsen is is the name of the actor who was in the original Naked Gun films. (laughs) I
0: I think he also has that connection with Seth MacFarlane for the trick serial. Um, The cool thing about the show also is like everybody who is cast has some connection with MacFarlane. It just seems like he likes to keep his camp tight and uh when they weren't doing the filming and stuff like that they would go off and do like fun little adventures together go to movies and, cool. and just bond and stuff which you've talked about me a lot of extended family or, or your own thing. experiences when you were like in college and, and doing the film stuff how like the directors would take you out afterwards yeah. to kind of keep that symmetry going um anything else you want to add no that's about it thanks for listening we'll see you on the next episode hope you enjoyed this one bye
1: bye